Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. Once again, I'm Bradley. And joining me this week, I first met him when he was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar when I met Stu. And then I kind of forgot what else I was going to say because I tried to plan this in advance. It didn't go well. And I forgot the rest of the song, the lyrics and everything. So, yeah, it's Stu. How you doing, Stu? Pretty good. <laughs> I was very professional. Um, yeah. No, like we said the other week, it's uh, there's loads of songs you can tweak to have Stu instead of you. So I'm, I'm a fountain yes. of brilliance or something. I don't know. I was going to go, if that don't rhyme, stew, stew, stew. How do you like it? How do you like it? There's that. <laughs> Tenuous. Tenuous. You don't even, I mean, because you've only got a one syllable name that we put in there. It fits in with, like, it doesn't even have to rhyme with a lot of it. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, but, but that's, that's all good, isn't it? As long as, I can, <laughs> as long as I'm carrying on being your inspiration, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, you are. You're, you're like my muse. You're my Selma Hayek. <laughs> That's a, uh, what's it called? Dogma um, reference, that. Dogma, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know, you're allowed to mention dogma anymore, I don't know. Apparently it's nowhere, like you don't see it anywhere, because it's like people have pulled it because of the religious stuff. Well that don't bother me, like the religious stuff of it, and like the blasphemy, that's all fine. When the producer of it is Harvey Weinstein, and the Weinstein company, you kind of go, well the religious blasphemy's not the worst thing. Much easier to shut things down when he was involved, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. But I like it. I like it. I, it's one of my favourite um, films of the early 2000s, I want to say it was. Late 99s. Late 99s? Late 90s? Early 2000s? Yeah. Buddy Christ. Early 2000s, I George think. George Carly's yeah. brilliant in it. He absolutely nails the hypocrisy of, of religious figureheads. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to go on a review bit about Dogma. I really enjoyed it. I like it. Yes. Yes, everyone should watch that if you get a chance to. I download it illegally because screw Harvey Weinstein, the Weinstein Company, and I'm sure Kevin Smith don't mind. <laughs> no, he wouldn't be bothered. <laughs> no, no. Just, just catch him at the right time and he'll be like, yeah, man, whatever. <laughs> don't know. When you say at the right time, you mean when he's stoned or yeah. do you mean when he's not stoned? Because one's easier to catch him in than another. <laughs> when he's stoned. That, that's like 360 yep. days a year because that's why not? If you've got the money, you've got... Everything you really want to have done, and it, go for it. Yeah, well, it's legal as well, isn't it? Now in in LA, probably in California, probably. But he's a celebrity, I so it wouldn't know. matter anyway. Yeah, very true. I mean, if you saw if you saw a news article and it went, "Oh, Kevin Smith was caught with marijuana today," you wouldn't be going, "Oh my god!" Not really. I mean, what's worse? Is it? I mean, it's not really a slap in the face for the movie industry, is it? Oh yes, look at that. Very, very good. Very good. Yeah. And I didn't even plan that at all. Uh, yeah. A verbal meme around that is very good. I've seen loads and loads of, uh, you know, little picture memes of it, but that's a, that was a good solid, you know, connection, if you were. Way. Hey. Yeah, there's so many. Actually, that's a discussion for another day because there's so much to actually discuss about that and who could make comments and why it's okay for people to comment, but why, you know, we can't shut down comedy, but comedy's got to evolve. Blah. Do you know what else has got to evolve? What's that? The video game Evolve, which is a video game. So let's talk video games. <laughs> oh, that was awful. Um, it was. I just take some paracetamol now because that really hurt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the sinuses. <laughs> God, what you been playing? Jeff? Well, I've been playing a Neo Geo game, uh, as you wouldn't be surprised, uh, because you know now that I've got one, that's going to be everything. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, the thing has packed up on me, and no. yeah, I know. And I thought it was because of some work that I did, but I spent oh, conservatively, say, three hours looking at the stuff that I'd done to it, see if it was my fault, and it doesn't appear to be. So something else has happened. So I'll probably have to spend another 10 to 12 hours trying to figure out what, where, you know, where it's gone wrong. That'll be fun. But up until that point, I was playing Viewpoint. And if nobody knows what that is, which they probably don't, it's a isometric shooter in the sort of same style as Zaxxon, going back, you know, millennia. Uh, where you pilot a little ship, you blow stuff up, and that's about it. And it's renowned as being really, really difficult. So I used to own this. I owned it when I first had an AES. Again, sold it when I shouldn't have done. 
you know, I think the PAL version, which is the one that I had, is worth even more now. So it's probably around 500 quid's worth, and I got it for like 50 quid Ooh. or something back in the day. So, yeah. Nice. But if we're going to, if we go on to that talk about how much money has been left on the table by me selling retro stuff, we'll be here for a while. Anyway, <laughs> the, um, the, yeah, so you go along, you shoot stuff. It, it has two notable features. Um, one is that it's incredibly hard, but we'll come to that in a minute. And two is that it's incredibly beautiful. And it, it was a real standout, particularly for the time, because I think what they were going for is like a polygon look, but done with sprites. Yeah. And what they, what it looks like in using today's eyes, and even though my eyes are old, I still class them as today's eyes, uh, if that makes <laughs> any sense whatsoever. Uh, yeah, I called it my today eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um <laughs> is that it looks like papercraft. It, it kind of, you, you, your brain doesn't automatically, well, mine didn't, automatically go, oh, that they're trying to look like polygons, but they're not. It went to, oh, that's a really nice aesthetic choice because it's so angular, it looks like beautiful papercraft. And yeah, yeah a lot of that, that, that visual style, that aesthetic, along with the fact that it's got this strange jazzy soundtrack that doesn't normally get paired with shooters, apart from Darius Gaiden, um, it's really unusual, and I mitigated the... I was like, right, right, okay. So I started off cheating, like, with invincibility, and then I was like, no, I'm not joining it, it's too easy and pointless. I'll go for infinite lives, because uh, when you die, you get set back quite far in the level. So it's not just like, oh, infinite lives, you're going to breeze through, like you would with invincibility. Yeah. So infinite lives, and then I was, finally, I was like, oh, no, because I'm not really getting better, and I'm getting set back all the time. So then I went for, well, I have infinite uh, special weapons. And that was pretty good, because I think that, unfortunately, the game gives you underpowered weapons. Where you get uh, you get a regular shot, which can be charged up, and you get pods, like you do in stuff like, you know, Gradius and R-Type, um, and they fire a normal shot. And you get, like, a choice of special weapon that is supposedly screen clearing, but some enemies don't get destroyed by it. So it's 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 like a secondary weapon, but not very powerful. So it's like choosing an infinite amount of that is not game breaking, especially as there's a cooldown on its use, even if you got even if you stick it on infinite. Good way of balancing a very unbalanced game. But then I was doing that and I'm like, because of the thing where I don't want to die, because I don't want to get set back too far. I'm actually doing quite well at this. I'm going to try it just playing it normally. And I got to a point, and this is after about, I don't know, seven hours play, eight hours, of I could get to level three without losing a life. And it's a six-mission game, so I can get, not all, halfway through, I, I can get to, like, just under halfway through on one credit already. And it's really hard, but... I've learned a way of doing it, I've, and I've learned the game, and uh, I'm really quite impressed with myself for doing it. And really, it was just to say, yeah, it's a great game, and it's really hard, but because I put the effort in to, to get better because I really enjoy it, it's actually really paid off, and that doesn't happen for me all that often, so I was really chuffed. Yeah, no, that's uh, I, I, all I'm getting from you there is we're going to get a one-credit run at some point. I'm really, really hoping so. It doesn't happen very often with me, I can tell you that, but... If I can, I'd be really chuffed. Yeah, we've got one from you on the site, I believe. Yeah. That was Shinobi. Shinobi. Yeah. That's right, yeah. So, I, I believe... It. As Edith once said to me, when I couldn't get... I was I like, I couldn't see properly to physically do something for her because it required, like, vision. And she went, that's okay, Daddy. I believe in you. Oh. I was like, you sounded really sarcastic. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. From no. you it does, but I'm sure she was much more, you know. She wasn't. She was being sarcastic. But no, I... <laughs> I, 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 I I'm being naive. heard of it and I've seen it. I've never played this. So, I might, I might boot up and rob and see what it's like. Yeah, it's not it's not very friendly uh, accessibility wise because it's very bright. Ah, okay. Um, so it may be one for later. What I might look at is whether when you're emulating it, whether you can inject a filter and change the colours because. Yeah, you know, with PC gaming, you can do pretty much anything you want. <laughs> you know, uh, it, injecting different uh, palettes and stuff is is not is. beyond the realm of possibility. So I'll have a look if that's doable, because that might help in general for you. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah, I might look at that. Yeah, if you can create, if a filter could be created that does, I don't know, like an inverse or, you know. Sometimes even, yeah, a simple inverse is fine. I appreciate I'm not going to be able to play some games as intended visually. But at least I can then play them. I mean, I'll let you finish off what you want to say about this because it kind of does lead into a bit of a rant that's about to come up. Well, I'm pretty much done. Um, but the accessibility thing is is a real big deal, and I think uh, not with you know a game that is literally thirty years old. It came out in nineteen ninety two. Yes, literally thirty years old this year. But now I don't see there being any real excuse. And I was thinking about it. I've I've been thinking about it like on and off all week when I've been playing stuff, and it's like, yeah, no, having having somebody put the time, have a developer put in the time to make a specific mode is one thing and you would hope that a lot could do it but every game having a toggle that could invert colors or you know turn whites bright whites into grays or stuff like that it's literally just changing a value and every game should have that is my belief i think that you know if if sony want to win some points over microsoft because they're so far behind in the race do it at a system level have it available as a, at a system level. Really easy to program. And if it breaks, just have a toggle to turn it off if it breaks a game. But then it's there. So anyway, anyway, I'll let you speak now because I've been ranting on. No, no, that's fine because I completely agree with you. Just say it'll be... And, and everyone goes, oh, it's not easy. Just toggling a dark mode is bloody easy because I can do it on HT... I'm the hypocritically that I've not actually been able to see well enough to do it on our site yet. I will get it done. But it's HTML, it's uh, two separate CSS files, one dark, one light, off you go. You could do that in a game. Yeah. You could do that in a game. If I could do it on the website, you could do that in a game. Yeah. So, you know, there are no excuses. But anyway, what leads to this is two games. One that I've been trying to work through and enjoying in spite of the lack of accessibility and the other one where I've not actually started it yet, but already I'm dreading having the game and trying to get into it. So, first of all, I've been playing Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Or the Forgotten World. I can't remember. The new Kirby game. Land. Is it? Land? Yep, it's Land. Yep. Okay, cool. Thank you. I can tell you that with confidence because the box is sitting in front of me. Oh, right. And so, it's brilliant. I'm not going to lie, it's absolutely brilliant. It's charming. Kirby's the best non-Mario Nintendo character out there. Come at me. And it's structured well. It's it's easy that I can enjoy it with the kids if I wanted to. But also it's got just the right amount of challenge that you can't just do it eyes shut, which would be easier for me, ironically enough, if I could. However, Nintendo, get with the times, right? I get some games not having all the accessibility features, but your Nintendo have some accessibility features, please, yeah. in your game. There's nothing. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing in the game that helps in any way, shape or form. So I have to make sure my eyes are in the right possible space at the right time of day to be able to play it. There's no, uh, you know, I can't increase the font sizes. I can't choose backgrounds or subtitles like or, or anything so i'm missing out on like important important instructional markers so it'll tell you what button you need to press to do things early on i miss that because it's white on, on a light background now most people could probably catch that and go oh, yeah okay i can't i can't see that and i can't i won't be the only one who's like that there's no remappable controls within the game um i can't remember if there is system level but again, make it clear because I can't remember if there is. It's got to be, you know, the ability in the game. If you if you have if you've got system level mappable controls, and someone wants to do that, let people know that in the menus as well. But just yeah, just just nothing, not even the basics. And it's a shame because it's a really really good game. I said before, one of the best characters Nintendo have ever produced in a new world that is just it should be celebrated this is a game but nintendo show how far behind the times they are in every aspect but gameplay they really yeah. do it's i mean they get away with it because it's nintendo uh, but it's I, i'm sorry i'm gonna start saying this now they can't get away with 
Ah, oh, it's Nintendo anymore. They just can't do it. No, and, you know, if you're going to be a capitalist enterprise and it, everything's supposedly global, then you should be picking up tips and tricks and behaviours from other from other countries and cultures. And adding accessibility options has got to be one of them. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it feels as though Nintendo have gone, you know, kind of lost their way a little bit in setting this game out. And by that, I mean that they put in big easy to read fonts and simple words and primary colors and big chunky sprites they're not sprites anymore but you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah character models and they're like that's because that's what kids like and we're making a kid game and it's like well no kid kids stuff is like that because the brain development isn't there so everybody likes it but for kids they need it because their brains are not able to distinguish things as well because it's not the brain hasn't developed as much so the reason why we use big fonts and the reason why we use very you know contrasty colors and stuff like that is to aid the enjoyment of kids from an accessibility viewpoint and they seem to have lost that connection in their in their minds they're like we're, we're producing it this way because people like it and kids like it and it's like well no that there's a there's a root cause behind it you know there's a reason why it's originally done that way and i think that's what's lost because when you remember that then you go oh but what about people who won't be able to see that color yeah oh but what about people who okay so we you know this font is great but then when we go into conversational text it's dead small because we're assuming that we're dealing with kids who tend to have really good eyesight because it starts degrading when you get older, uh, you know, and, oh, well, they'll be wearing glasses if they're not blah, 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 you know, and it's just not putting that level of thought into it that is very disappointing. No, and when you're Nintendo and you've got a character like Kirby who's been around since, I want to say, the 90s, I can't remember if he scraped the 80s or not, uh, but it's been around 30 years as a character, as Mario has and stuff like that. Yeah. And yes, you originally made those games aimed at a younger market. Those younger kids are now into their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. Their bodies are falling apart because that's what happens when you get old. As you said, you mentioned, like, I'm talking on the visual point of view. There's They could do audio cues in there as well. Would be nice for people. There's no visual... No, I don't think there's enough visual clues for, for people hard of hearing. I think no colourblind option. I mean, I'm not colourblind, so I often sometimes forget colourblind modes, but that's one that's been into video games for donkey's years. Um, and they've not even put that in there. And it's it's ridiculous from, from Nintendo. But... As people say, oh, it's Nintendo. So let's skip Nintendo for a second. I'm not getting them to get away with it. Uh, the other game I've played, oh, I was gifted a copy of Elden Ring. I was like, okay, let's see what the fuss is about. Ah. Right, what's the accessibility options? There are some very basic ones. You can change the brightness and, and stuff like that. The fonts. Um, the subtitles, the UI is tiny, and I, I I I struggle with it, and I can't see it, so I'm ignoring like the early part. I'm just going to ignore all the lore in the game, all of it, because there's no point. I'll be struggling too much to try and read it. The UI, I'm just going to have to get used to it and try and work it out. So not only have I got to get good at the game itself, I've got to get good at remembering with ADHD. Remember how. What buttons are doing what, you know, what what potential things am I using and where were they and that kind of thing without sort of like being able to properly use the UI. Yeah. Now, scalable UI is not, an, you cannot use that as an excuse anymore because I've played indie games that have that. Um, the Ascent has it and one of the best examples of it has all the different colour blind or, or colour modes that you can use depending on your level of vision. Absolutely brilliant. Not perfect, but brilliant. You can scale the UI. Other games can do it. Indie games, no excuse from a company the size of From Software. What makes it even worse? When you say a From Software game, what system do you associate it with? Oh, I don't know. don't really know. The, the PlayStation, I suppose? Yeah. Well, you go Blood Ball, Demon Souls. For me, a From Software game is a PlayStation game, first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, now... Sony, to their credit, have 
in The Last of Us 2 and a couple of other games the best accessibility features on the market for a specific game. It's rightly applauded. So why are From Software not going to Sony go, look, releasing this game, can you do the accessibility features for us? Whatever. Because at the point when you look at accessibility, you're not at that point going, ah, oh, let's who can win the console wars. No. You want people playing these games. And if it comes out, oh, accessibility features done by Sony, as a disabled user, I might down the line go, well, if Sony are helping actually do this with the games, I might go with them. And this, again, this is not on Sony. This is on From Software. They are massive. And when I've done a little search on the internet to find out what's going on with this... I keep the, oh, it's Japanese culture. Behave. That's the, no, it's not. Yeah. This is, what? And, oh, it's not, it's not for you. Not every game's got to be for you. Oh, well, I like Blood Bowl. I really enjoy Blood Bowl. And I quite want to, after being gifted a copy, I really want to play Elden Ring now. You know, I'm going to have to look, see, hope someone mods it on the PC. Thankfully, I'm playing it on PC. I uh, will be playing it on PC, rather. But yeah, it's 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 inexcusable. It's becoming less excusable for indie developers to do it. Corporations and massive publishers, no, it's indefensible now. You have got to start putting accessibility features in from the ground up. If you don't know what to do, hire a disabled consultant to tell you what's needed in your games from day one. Get them to playtest early builds and tell you what's missing. I'm not saying make the game easier. Because also I will go on the argument if every game should have an easy mode because everyone who seems to want the hard mode says they only play games in hard mode even though they've got easy and medium mode. So I don't see what the issue is with putting an easy mode in. Stick that in. Have that as a turn on and off as well for people who have slow reactions and can't react quickly to to enemies in, in like a Blood Ball, a Dark Souls, an Elden Ring. Have it that they can press a button combination to slow the timing down just for the boss battles. Yeah. slows everything down. We show Forza Horizon 5, does it? You can slow the game down. Everything slows down. It means people with mobility issues, with processing issues can play it. That should be included as standard in every single game. Uh, because, it's, yeah. again, it should be system level. Uh, it's got to change. Two of the biggest releases in the last couple of weeks. And, yeah, it's, you know, I've got a fight to play them. And that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. You know, uh, if if you look at, you know, like we were saying about, like I was saying about viewpoint, it, it's just it's the balance is wrong. But if if you have a set of criteria that let you rebalance it yourself, that doesn't necessarily mean you're making it easy. It may m- mean it's more accessible. It might mean it's easier, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy. So my example of, you know, you can give yourself infinite lives, but if you die and you go, you're going back half a stage and you have to face that thing that killed you again, then how is that any easier? It's just changing the way that you approach it, you know? And there is too, far too little of that, you know? I think things like artificially restricting how often you can save is one. Yeah. You know, in games in general, I think you should be able to save anywhere. Yep. And if developers find that that's breaking their game, I a I don't see how it can. I don't think it ever made Doom or Quake or any of the early FPSs any easier. You know, you just because you still had to face the obstacle that killed you. And in terms of accessibility options, in terms of visit, you know, sight, hearing, you know, control, all of those sorts of things, like you say. What's the excuse for not having a disability consultant these days? There isn't one. Yep, no, totally agree. The other thing you've got as well, uh, the argument you get with that is, oh, you can't do pausing online. Well, depends, okay? If you have a filter that says, I want to play only other people who will agree to pause it because I have a disability or or whatever, then you can be matched with other people who are willing to pause an online game. And it is doable because you can pause in FIFA. Um, you know, you've yeah. got to wait until the other person agrees or the ball goes out of play. I, I get that. But if, you, if you're if you with someone, say you're playing in a Minecraft thing and you've got with you a bunch of mates and everyone goes, 
Okay, yep, we all agree to a pause. That's fine. We'll all press start because you said you need to press start because you need to take a break. Should be doable. You know, again, if you you know you want to go ranked and you don't get ranked against someone who doesn't want a pause, that's fine. You don't play with them and they don't play with you. You can do yeah. that. Yeah. Simple as. Yeah. Um, you just have a you just have a lobby that doesn't have that feature. Yeah. And then people well, who don't want that feature don't go in that lobby. You know, absolutely simple. I used to be, like, when I used to play FIFA, I was big on, I had no assists when I played FIFA. So I'd done all manual passing, manual shooting, manual crossing, the whole lot. And I never got the option to play against other people who'd done that. So people would have the assists. I was like, oh, you know, I can't play people. And then I realised, actually, if I play it now, I need the assists. I need it. And But, yeah. again, where's the option to allow people to play people who play like them? as well it, it, it's it's all doable it's all doable and yeah. it's nickel and diamond is the I, I don't, it's not laziness i think it's nickel and diamond from the publishers they don't want to spend the money on accessibility so the devs can't spend the money on the disability on the disability options and accessibility i think it's partly that i i think it also might be the fear of failure and of not going far enough and then putting themselves on the map. So what I mean by that is, if you put a few features in, then you are ironically more likely to get called out for not having it complete or not having sufficient features or them implemented badly than if you don't put any in whatsoever. And I think there's a fear there. It's like, oh, well, let's leave them out then. And then we won't get criticised, ironically enough. Whereas if you put a few in but not enough, then you'll probably end up on a radar and get more criticism. Which is right. It's the way it should be. So people should... And run at the same time, actually. Because I think if you put a bunch in and you miss some, then yes, you need to be called out and go, look, these are missing. But for me, and this is where I think the disabled community as well could help, is instead of calling out those that have tried and got it wrong... Call out those that haven't tried. You know, I could play a game and go, oh, look, they've got all these accessibility options for deaf people or or people with low motion. I get that's That's great. There's nothing there for the blind. But I appreciate they've gone to the effort. Um, it's like the people like behind Shredders. I've, I, I've raised it with them. And they've said, look, we're not sure what we can do, but we are going to look into it. And that's brilliant. That's all you ask for. Um, yeah, probably- obviously, what we ask for is to start doing it from the start, and that should become the norm. But at that point... They're going to try and add it in afterwards, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, but I should have made it clear I wasn't talking about the developers of Shredders or anyone of that level. I was talking about, you know, the Elden Ring, really. Nintendo, From Software, you know, any of those guys. They're the ones who really should be brought up to account for only half-arse in it, in my opinion. Shredders, no, I think, you know, anything indie, then, you know, that's a totally different discussion, I think. Yeah, and again, I would say to any other developer out there, go to the developers of the Ascent, regardless of what you think of the game. It's got some really, really good accessibility options. Just their colour palettes alone. Oh, that's brilliant. If you could put those colour palettes that they've produced onto a game like Forza Horizon 5, superb. You, you kind of got a lot of what you need there because it allows someone like me to be able to not be as wary about the really bright areas because the colour palette will help me through. So speak to other developers about what's out there. I'm sure developers are willing to share. If they're not, then screw them. But I'm sure they are willing to share. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's enough of my rant um, for these particular games at the moment. What else from you, Stu? Well, it's disappointing that you can't talk about Elden Ring because then at least one of us would be able to. (laughs) Being the biggest game of the year, going to sweep all the awards... Nobody else we- is going to be talking about anything else for a while. And definitely- it's not going to sweep all the awards. It's not going to sweep all the awards. I- I've already played better games than Elder Ring, so... Well, you just yeah. haven't heard of them. It's not going to sweep ah. all of our awards. <laughs> it's going no. to sweep everyone else's. Uh, right. But, yeah, I've been playing Kirby as well. And yep. not been playing Kirby as in throwing a ball at the opposing curb and trying to get it to bounce back. Although oh, that, that is a great... That's a great yeah. game. Yeah. I yeah. used to be really good at that. I tried doing it... A- couple of years ago with my son I went what this game we're gonna play and I just went oh I can't do it anymore <laughs> <laughs> oh you lost your mojo it's a shame yeah, yeah. I used to love it but yeah. yes uh <laughs> Kirby going back to the proper Kirby <laughs> um yeah it's all right 
I'm not as enthused about it as you are. It's very, very simple. I mean, it's easy, but I expected it to be easy. But uh, it's kind of very simply laid out. And mm, I don't know. I've, I've, I've played about five or six missions now. Uh, I suppose, yeah. yeah, I'm past, past the mall. And I've done a few of the extra, uh, the like the side missions as well, about three or four of those. So I've probably done, a, yeah, I've probably done about five or six, as I say. And it's, yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's fun. It's fun enough. It's very colourful. And t- taking people over is, uh, you know, taking abilities and stuff is always cool. Um, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's nice. But it's lacking something for me. I don't really know what what it is. Um, it's not as good as Kirby's Epic Yarn. Uh, K- Yoshi's Epic Yarn. No, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yoshi's Woody World. Ah, oh, that's right, yeah. I haven't played it. I haven't played Ooh. the Kirby one. I've played oh, I've the played Yoshi on, one. I've played it on 3DS. I haven't played it on the Wii, but oh, it's really good. I like that one. Yeah, I well, I really liked Yoshi's Woolly World. I, I thought that was fantastic. I thought yes. some really, really clever stuff in there. Um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I think there's clever stuff in this, but I don't know. It's just not really clicking with me that much to to the point where it's like it's fine, you know, it's enjoyable enough. It passes the time. We can stick it on for a while, but I don't really get the hype. You know what I mean? Yeah, that no, I totally get you. So it's not the second coming. I will just say it feels like maybe I want to see light in a lot of places. Yeah, and I mean that in a good way. There's nothing wrong with that. And what I like about it is it's one I can play with, like, Edith, and I know she's going to be able to play it. Uh, whereas you play other games with a five-year-old, and you're kind of, like, it's just frustrating. Um, they can sort yeah. of get it, but not enough. And I don't want to be, like, shouting at her, going, oh, you're doing it wrong, I'll do it this way, because it's going to put her off game. So with this, it's easy enough that she can just fumble her way through it, which I like. But the idea is, you know, she's, like, sucking everything in he's like it's fine hilarious and so there's that aspect of of it as a long-term gamer yeah i you know it's got nothing that i haven't really seen before and i think it loses a bit that original reveal that aesthetic on that original reveal where everything was really run down and almost like almost photo realistic and then kirby pops in I wanted that to be the aesthetic, and I don't think it's quite that. I can't quite get put my finger on why it's not, because it clearly is in places, but it's not. It feels too cartoony, the worlds. And I want, no, the, that release trailer, that's what I want. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game. It, it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's <laughs> best I can say. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm enjoying yeah. it. It dis- I'm, a simple, I'm a simple person. <laughs> yeah, it does disappoint me that it's not... Uh, in the same way that Mario Odyssey disappointed me, because I was not a fan of that game. It's another one where I would never say it's a, a bad game or even an average game. It's, a, it's an above-average game. But considering that, like as you, you always say, and you are entirely correct, that all of the pinnacle Marios, at least, are a 10. You know, at, at least some of them go up to 11. And um, to day. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's like, it's just funny for one of them to be a 7 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10. And again, we're talking about scores when we don't do scores. But <laughs> honestly, I thought that the big, one of the biggest failings with Mario Odyssey was the fact that it wasn't very cartoonish. That even the, mis- even the missions that weren't the ones set in New Donk City or wherever it was, weren't didn't have that particularly escapist feel and I don't know what it is it's the same with Kirby it's kind of like yeah what's the fun of plodding around kind of overgrown uh, cityscapes kind of thing you know ah see I disagree with you there I I wanted it to be more gritty like again not like Gears of War gritty but I wanted to if they could have done it in a way that the, the world was gritty and realistic looking but as Kirby whatever you did, you know, allowed it to become more sunshines and rainbows, for example, then, oh, that could have been amazing. Because, again, that aesthetic, I really liked it, but they kind of have toned it back. That's the problem. And I think what I get what you're saying with Mario, and I think it's toned back from what it could have been. They've got to go in both feet. 
Yes, I agree with that definitely. One way or the other, either make yeah. it a tr- you know traditional looking Kirby slash Mario game, or go the other way and make it as their characters in a world that is totally unsuited to them, and do something with that. But yeah, I think part of it is definitely the challenge with Kirby. It, it is the fact that it's unchallenging, and I do I, I do struggle to be motivated when you have like five subtasks in a mission, and it's like oh yeah, do this, this and this and you'll get this arbitrary set of points, you know? Yeah. And it's like, why? You know, I, I I really get annoyed. That's a kind of Ubisoft thing creeping in yeah. to me, you know? And it's like, oh, well, it'll, 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 you'll unlock these other areas. It's like, yeah, but are they mission critical? No. So either do it that it's mission critical and you have to unlock this stuff or do it so that you get a really good bonus, like an outfit that he doesn't get, you know, a, an ability that he doesn't have. Because I would be well up for that. If it was like, you know, you got to find all these... I can't remember what they're called now. Wobbly whackers or whatever they're called. <laughs> you yeah, gotta find. If it's that, and there's, there's stuff like, um, you know, use the steam pipe to get up to a certain level and all these hidden objectives. And if you did all of them and you, you got a new a new ability, I would be like all over that. But it's not. And that frustrates me. Because it's like, okay, well, what's the critical path? Shall I just do that? Shall I look for this other stuff? Oh, I found three out of five. Should I go and look for the other ones? And to me, that's just like, nah. You know, you're not, you've not designed a good, solid basis for your game if, you're, if your player is going through those thoughts. Yeah. And uh, you know, right, so what you say is, you know, it's been perfected, this, this, this method, right? And it's a game I don't like on the whole, just never got on with it, but it perfected the idea of here's your main missions and here's a bunch of other stuff you could do separately that's still really fun. And that's the original Metal Gear Solid. You had your main, it was laser focused, you know, it was a batshit crazy story and whatever, but it was a laser focused main mission. But then you could do your VR missions. You could still go off and do little bits, but it had no bearing on what the game was on the whole. People will argue and go, maybe, maybe, maybe. on the whole, did not really matter. You could laser focus your way through that game. And then the VR missions were completely separate. If they, if you had a game, if it Kirby, it was like, here's a laser focused mission in the world. Great. Completed it. Right. Here's a bunch of other stuff you could do, completely separate to the game, but in that same world as point scoring missions or time missions um, that have different ways through and stuff like that all on that but yeah when it's all kind of bundled into one that becomes a lot for me to manage and i struggle yeah yeah i I think i think everybody does to a degree i I do and i think you know the you can't just say oh well it's for kids and leave it at that it's because you know kids will just take the critical path and they'll do it and that's great yeah but, you know, how how much of the audience of a Kirby game is going to be kids? You can't just go, it's a kid's game, because it's going to be played as as much by adults, if not more so. So you have to think about their engagement. And it sounds like a really big kind of dogmatic, oh, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. But it's really not. All I'm saying is, tighten up your objectives. You know, tighten them up and it will make it a better play experience. Yeah, why is, why is Super Mario Brothers, why is uh, Mario Brothers 3 and why is Super Mario World so well regarded? Because they are tight as, tight as a drum. They are so tight in terms of you start here, you finish there, and it's bloody fun. Mario 64 is good, but I got to sort of like, oh, it's not as laser focused as I want. It's really good, I get it, but I got distracted by all the pretty colours and everything and like oh i, uh, I could yeah. go up here but it's over i could i could go over there and it's the same with sunshine i love them all this is not me complaining but they there's reason they're not as good as the first three big mario games i i've made the argument lots of times that in a game if you're spending more time on traversal than you are on action then it's it's not for me i mean that doesn't mean it's a bad game but it's not for me. And there's a little bit of that. It, it's not entirely that, but there's a little bit of that in, in Mario 64. And they, uh, one of the reasons why it's so controversial, for me at least, because uh, you know, if you make this statement, people can get upset, is because when you look at the later games, they've, they've erased a lot of that. 
to the benefit of the game. Yeah. So Galaxy and Galaxy 2 and 3D World, um, I'm not going to bring Odyssey into it because I think it's the weakest 3D Mario by quite some distance. But with those games, it's free, it's open, but it's much more tight and contained. And, you know, there's not just, oh, you've got to go and make this perfect wall run and then perfect wall jump and perfect backflip after you've been running for a while across the map, which is more like a Tomb Raider game than it is like a platform game. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. So they're different styles. Anyway, I, we could go on forever on this one. but no, I, I will mention one last thing about this. And it's like, again, when you look at another Nintendo property, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is an absolutely amazing game. Really is. Not going to criticise it too much. You know, weapon breakage and all that aside. I think it's an amazing open world and it's an open world done absolutely spot on. There's enough to do every few steps. You're very rarely doing nothing or encountering nothing. But Tunic is a better Zelda game. There you go. Cool. Ah, interesting. Yeah, no, I uh, I really want to play Tunic, and I really am going um, to, because I, I want to try out that turning off the stamina bar thing. And yeah, just, just do it. Just do it. It's fun. Yeah. It allows you. And, uh, it's, it's a better Zelda game. Breath of the Wild is a better game. And it's the best open world I've ever played, bar... Uh, no, it's still better than Yakuza, even though I prefer the smaller world to Yakuza. It's still a better open world than Yakuza. But I would argue Tunic is a better Zelda game. Cool, yeah. Yeah, and I would never argue against you. Uh, because I think people, it's not worth it. Because it's not worth it, because you'll just go on forever. <laughs> but um, no, because uh, once something changes, it's, uh, you know, original pattern and style... It's different, and it can use the same background, it can use the same characters, it can use the same overarching plot, but it's a different game, because Resident Evil 4 is a different game from Resident Evil 1. Fundamentally. Yes. Absolutely fundamentally. It's not the same game, but they're equally as good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, on better coming in up. one. <laughs> but what we do need to do, <laughs> what we do need to do is have a big discussion about the state of game scores soon because oh my god comparing Elden Ring getting 10s which it absolutely sounds like it completely deserves yeah and Kirby getting a Metacritic score of 85 where it is an average game it's just above average for me I'm sure a lot of reviewers probably think the same thing and it's ended up with an 85 I just and well honestly we're going to have to have a proper chat about this at some point. Yeah, because 85 really is wide. just above average. Yeah, it's just getting crazy. Days. It's getting yes. crazy. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. So, I've got two quick games I want to talk about. Please uh, to do. finish off. Yeah, yeah, um, go for it. So, first one is called Phantom Breaker Omnia, uh, which is part of the Phantom Breaker series. It's 2D fighter, anime girls all over the shop. Um, and it's all right. It's about all I really want to say about it. It's, it's all right. It's a competent fighter. But let's go to a bit more detail. You know, I I don't know enough about the series to care about the lore too much or or anything like that. I'm not good enough at fighting games that I can turn around and go, ah, you know, doing these combinations is is not as good as doing similar combinations in game X or Street Fighter or or, or whatever. Don't care. I, I put it on. I was able to get my way through a good it's got a story mode uh, by the way which i really like um stick more story modes in fighting games it's got a single player game that has like arcade score attacks time attacks etc etc online and local multiplayer and training all stuff like that really well done uh the fights seem fine all, all fighting games i start off by going right i know some street fighter commands so let's do those and it does stuff in this game so yeah happy with that i can shoot lasers or whatever or magical powers out of swords and arms and probably every other office because it's anime and it's animated well not as good as um remind me what's that one that's pretty much a cartoon that you're fighting guilty gear strive guilty gear yeah the guilty gear games animated but nothing's as well animated as those games nope nope uh but yeah it's, it's just fine what i will promote that right so there's not many accessibility options um you could do screen brightness essentially but 
This is where they offshoot this. You can change all the sound levels, which is really good. The UI in the game doesn't need changing because I can see what it wants me to do. It's it's not bright, but it's colourful. The text is a decent size and everything. So, yeah, I, I, I could argue this. It could do with more accessibility options just to tweak it. But they've spent time on getting a decent UI. Apart from the character select screen where all, there's so many characters in it that they're tiny. Which is a problem with most fighting games in all fairness. That the rosters are so big. There's not enough room on a screen. <laughs> and my other major criticism I'll say is it's yeah, it's very fan servicey in terms of the uh, women in it. Oh dear. But it's a 2D anime fighter. What do I expect? I just use this opportunity now to say I absolutely hate that I absolutely hate it across all games and I yep. criticise all fighting games I criticise them all equally for it it's terrible and it should be stopped oh yep totally agree um, I would like to see you know think about your characters more but they know their market and that's that's the shame they're, they're playing to their market I mean it's getting mixed reviews on on Steam and I did find a review on them at one point and I can't find it again because I don't know if it's been removed or anything where the major complaint was they're wearing too many clothes oh Jesus so you know uh, maybe they are heading in the right direction if these girls are wearing too many clothes they're not not for me they're not it was like I don't want to play this in front of anyone I know Um, but as a fighting game it's competent and yeah fine I'll mod it and put them all in dressing gowns, maybe, if I could be asked. <sighs> yeah. I um... Done up dressing gowns, not like, obviously, silk see-through ones or anything like that. Like a proper toweling dressing gown. And yeah. <laughs> Thank Christ. I re- refer you back to what I said about Metal Gear Solid Five, where, <laughs> with Quiet, where yeah. I absolutely hammered the things at the base that would allow you to get her in full clothing because I was so embarrassed of you know, it being on my screen. You can get one uniform for her that actually covers her up, that is actually appropriate wear for somebody in the military, and you have to actually grind to get it, and I did that so that I could stick her in proper clothing. And, I mean, again, to go with her, it's pretty much when she comes on screen for the first time, appears on screen for the first time, her name shows up. She's wearing next to nothing. Her name and appearance is literally shut up and look good for me. I know. I know. <sighs> Kajimi. Oh, anyway, what was the second one you were going to tell us about? So, the second one is a deck builder. Uh, stick with me, Stu. Stick with me. Uh, <laughs> but it's trying to do something a bit different. For me, it sort of succeeds. It sort of succeeds in the right places, but struggles with trying to be too different at others. So essentially what you've got is it's a deck builder. What's it called? Uh, Battle Badge. Did I not say the name of the game? <laughs> no. that, that'd help put it. What's it called? Battle Badge? Uh, Battle Bands Rock and Roll Deck Builder. Ah, Battle Bands. Right, got you. Yes. Okay. I should remember that. I'm a good host. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, the idea is you, you're part of this band and you go and you do band battles, like Battle of the Bands type events and stuff like that against other bands. Um, there's four of you in your band, four or five. I can't remember if it's four or five. Um, and basically, each person in the band has their own deck of cards and you play different card types. So one might be a certain type of song and then you've got to choose what instruments go into it. And you're all playing it real time together. So someone might go, hey, it's a like this type of song and I'm going to put a drum solo down and the other person has to come in quickly and put a, a guitar, whatever, riff down. And, and then you get different like power-ups like you would get in any deck builder. But the idea is you build up, you then play your your card as a song and you get scores for it and your score could boost your score or you can get effects that knock down the other band's score and they come back at you all in real time after you've like turn-based real time so they'll do all theirs and then they can send it back you get cards that could um, sort of reverse the effects they might send your way and, uh, and things like that it's again with deck builders it's very difficult to explain without people playing it so i would say check out a video but it's got all the deck building things, but in a really cool rock and roll aesthetic. And it's got a single player mode, but the single player mode... So, I don't know if the single player mode is online or not. 
I know this sounds really confusing, but it acts like it's getting online to play single player mode. But I'm not sure if it is because I'm sure if I'm playing AI. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're trying to make the game seamless, but don't do that. If it, if it's not going online, don't do that. If it is going online, why? Yeah. Um, in the single player mode, why is it connecting to online servers just to play? Around? I I don't know. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, it's got single player where you go through uh, like a map and then you battle like bosses and uh, like are really good and and then you could do like face off against people in PvP matches and it's it's good it's good but would I be playing it over any other deck builder? No, I don't think I will. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Again, this is this is a tough one. There's nothing wrong with it. And I like that it's trying to do something different. And you can have a band made up of dogs and cats and stuff like that, by the way, which is a, a, a really good thing. You can oh, full yeah. customization of your band. That's good. Um, but it's, um, I, I don't know. I just, honestly, I don't, it's not bad. It's not a bad game. It does everything right, apart from this weird online, offline thing. I, don't, I can't make my mind up what that is. Uh, full customization. There's enough cards on there. It's easy enough to understand once you've played a couple of games and. It looks lovely, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I want to like it, and I've tried to like it, and I do like it, but just not enough. I, I feel like I'm, yeah, very much in that situation with, with Kirby, you know? Yes. That, yeah, it's totally fine. I don't want to... It's really hard to say anything critical or negative about it, but at the same time, it's very difficult to find anything that's properly exciting about it. Yeah, yeah, and I, 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 the first minute I went, oh my God, this looks really cool and I like it. And then I just went, finished it, my session, and I just went, oh, all right. <laughs> and that, that was kind of my reaction to it. Yeah. I had no, and it's, I mean, again, I've had to go and look at, make sure I'm not, not an outlier. Everyone genuinely likes it on the whole. Reviews are coming in for it on like Steam and people genuinely like it. But there's no overexcitement. So again, I suppose if you like rock and roll, and, you know, your identity is you're a video gamer who likes rock and roll, then knock your socks off. I think you'll get something from it. If you're not, it doesn't do anything. If you're a fan of rock and roll but not deck builders, no. If you're a fan of deck builders but not rock and roll, no. It could do with an official soundtrack. I feel like if it had, like, a Tenacious D backing or something like that, it would be almost spot on. Yeah. Um, but, it's yeah, it's missing something to give it that edge, unfortunately. Yeah, fair play, yeah. Uh, but that's it for me yeah and that's it for me oh shut up now (laughs) cool yep so as usual hope everyone's having a good week and week ahead follow us on all the socials join us for conversation on discord aside from that take care of yourselves stay safe and stay sane